Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Welcome to New York. Attention fans, this is the Devil's State of Mind podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano! What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sports Wire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know that I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And I also want to send uh, my thoughts and prayers to a lot of the people in uh, Central slash South Jersey that were affected by the Saturday night uh, major storm, you know, lightning, thunder, and also um, there was actually a couple of mini tornadoes as well that uh, did a little bit of damage. Uh, a lot of people uh, lost power um, in their houses. I think there's still a lot of people currently that are, uh, dealing with that. So I just want to, uh, send my thoughts and prayers to all of them. Um, in, uh, what was certainly not the greatest weekend for, um, a good amount of the state of New Jersey. Uh, but just wanted to, uh, acknowledge that this podcast episode and everything we do here at the hockey podcast network are sponsored as always by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook with Ladies and gentlemen, the NCAA Men's Tournament National Championship going on right now. Major League Baseball is now officially underway, and we are just continuing to get that much closer to both the Stanley Cup playoffs as well as the NBA playoffs. You already know 
That DraftKings is the number one sports book out there to get yourself some huge cash prizes. So if you want to get in on all the action, I got a deal for you. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Sign up. Don't forget to use our promo code THPN. Again, promo code THPN. And as always, tell them that your boy Neil Villapiano sent you. And as always, a big thank you and major shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook for being the official sports betting partner of the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil State of Mind podcast. Devils fans, I think it's fair to say that this was one of the better last weeks that we've had. And yes, I know what happened on Sunday night. And believe me, we will discuss that. But I think overall, considering the emotionality of that faithful game uh, last Thursday and the implications that went along with it, um, you already know that that was a major, major game and a major statement, as you can see from the title of this episode, major statement from the red and black. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to recap also the game in Chicago against the Blackhawks. And then, like I mentioned a few moments ago, we will recap the game in Winnipeg against the Jets. And as always, we will, you know, look ahead to the week because guys, we have five games left to go this regular season. It is crazy that we are getting down to the very nitty gritty of the season. And this is going to be the last like major full week for the New Jersey Devils in terms of games uh, for uh, the regular season. And uh, yeah, we are just at this point, it, it pretty much looks like we're days away from the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we, it, it's going to be crazy, man. So as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. We will get things rolling with actually a little bit of prospect news because the Devils made an announcement on Friday that they had signed one of their prospects to their entry-level contract. And this comes from a an official Devils statement. On Friday, the New Jersey Devils signed forward Josh Philman, New Jersey's sixth-round draft pick, 166th overall in this past year's 2022 NHL draft to a three-year entry-level contract that will start next year at the beginning of the 2023-24 season. He has also signed an amateur tryout, or ATO for short, agreement with New Jersey's American Hockey League affiliate, AHL affiliate, Utica, and reported to the Comets camp reported to the Comets um, on Friday on that same day. So the Devils locked down another one of their prospects. Definitely somebody, I mean, I'm not I'm not critical, obviously, because looking at what Philman has done, not just this year, but overall in juniors, he's definitely earned himself an ELC. Um, I think when you look at some of the other guys that haven't signed their ELC yet, you would have thought that maybe they would have been uh, first or um, sooner than Philman. But you know what? Whenever there's an opportunity to strike, uh, the Devils are going to uh, get a guy locked down. And there's going to be other guys, you know, obviously Luke Hughes and other guys like that, that uh, in the coming weeks, maybe in the coming months, uh, will probably sign their ELC as well. Now, Thilman, who is currently 19 years of age, just completed his third season in the Western Hockey League's uh, with the Swift Current Broncos and led the team with 75 points and 47 goals in 64 games this season. So Josh Philman had 
arguably his best season of his career playing junior hockey, really, really elevated his game and uh, was one of the, the main catalysts for that Swift current Broncos team. The left-handed shot was named an alternate captain for Swift Current this year, and his 47 goals were tied for fourth overall in the WHL. Philman scored six goals in a single game back on December 16th of 2022 versus the Edmonton Oil Kings, so that was his big moment of the season, and became just the seventh player in WHL history with a six-goal night. So Josh Philman. A guy who is who was drafted by the Devils late in last year's draft is looking like, you know, at least just from what he's been able to do so far in his uh in his short time being a Devils prospect, looking like maybe a guy that could be another late round pick like Jesper Bratt or even maybe similar to me, uh, a Yegor Sharangovich or somebody that was picked in the late rounds that ends up being a really, really good guy long term for this team. Uh, the six foot three, one hundred sixty five pound forward totaled seventy two goals and fifty assists for one hundred twenty two points in one hundred forty eight career regular season games with Swift Current since two thousand twenty twenty one. Swift Current drafted Philman with the sixty seventh overall pick, which was in the second round uh, in the two thousand nineteen WHL draft. And that's kind of a fun fact for a lot of you guys that may not watch a lot of junior hockey, that there actually are drafts um, over there in the WHL, OHL, Ontario Hockey League, and the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League um, also. So guys actually end up getting drafted uh, multiple times uh, in their hockey career. But yeah, I think Josh Philman definitely proved himself to be ready to take that next step. Now he'll get a chance to play with the Utica Comets the rest of the regular season and into the playoffs. So a good opportunity for him, you know, with Kevin Deneen obviously doing a great job of developing guys, really good opportunity for Philman to you know, get acclimated to the, you know, not necessarily North American game, but more of the professional hockey game and get himself off to a good start uh, as he'll get ready to compete for a role next season on next year's roster, which would be interesting. He'll be a guy to keep our eye on in terms of young guys. He'll be a guy to keep our eye on uh, going into next year. But I'm excited for Josh Philman. He has made a lot of headlines this year. We've talked about him several times here on the podcast before over the years when we've done our prospect updates. And uh, I'm excited that the Devils were able to officially lock him down to an entry-level contract. Again, that contract will start next season. So he will be on an amateur tryout contract with the Utica Comets for the rest of this upcoming season. And we'll see what he can contribute to Utica for the rest of the regular season and once the AHL Calder Cup playoffs begin. So yes, the Devils signed new prospect Josh Fellman to a three-year entry-level contract, and he is officially a New Jersey Devil. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's start to recap the last three games that the Devils have played. And the first, first one we're going to recap is the big one. Last Thursday night at The Rock against the New York Rangers, the fourth and final matchup of the season and Rangers coming in super hot. They won eight of their last 10 games. The Devils coming in, as we know, four, four, and two, just kind of going up and down, you know, and, and this was definitely one of those games where, you know, I would lie to you if I say I wasn't a little bit nervous just about the way the Devils have been playing, especially coming off the bad loss to the Islanders two days, uh, a couple days prior, you know, you were wondering to yourself, what type of Devils team were we going to get? Were we going to get a team that was going to feed off the energy of the crowd and understand the importance of the game and take advantage of it? Or 
Are the Rangers going to come in as they've been playing really good hockey of late and find a way to grab even more momentum? And not only that, end up getting into a tie for second place in the Metropolitan Division as the Devils were holding on to just a two point lead. So you knew that this was going to be a massive game. Might You might argue that it could be the most important game of the entire season for the New Jersey Devils. I did want to mention though, uh, I actually had a pretty fun night at that game, not just because of the game itself, but also the fact that uh, I actually ended up getting free tickets. Uh, shout out to Wawa uh, for actually hooking me up with some ice level tickets. I was sitting in section 19 with my brother. So that was kind of fun. And then we found out the day of the game that he, that my brother and I were going to be on the fan, the fan Samboni during the second intermission. And uh, so we actually got to do that as well. So it was an overall really, really fun experience to be VIPs at such a big game between the Devils and the Rangers. I will also say that this was a playoff-like atmosphere. I mean, just the the feeling in the building, the back and forth, the let's go Devils and the let's go Rangers chants. And, you know, I would say it was a pretty even amount of Devils and Rangers fans. I think this is what we should expect once the playoffs start. And certainly if we do play the Rangers in the first round, uh, this is what it's going to be like in, in a lot of these games, if not every single game of that first round. Now, the Devils definitely, definitely answered the bell by feeding off the energy in the first period. I think they understood the importance right away from the start of this game, and they fed off the excitement, the energy, everything like that, and really got themselves off to a really good start. And it started with Eric Halla with an absolutely beautiful tip-in off a nice shot, or I guess you'd say pass from Dougie Hamilton at the right point. I'm going to assume that Dougie did that on purpose. You know, he got it on net because he knew that he had two Devils players streaking to the net, crashing the net. And Eric Hall with just a really nice tip in beating Shesterkin and just 5-17 in, the Devils strike first to give themselves a 1-0 lead. Eric Hall with goals in back-to-back games, also getting to double digits with his 10th goal of the year and We've talked about this before, guys, that ever since Eric Halla got back to playing on that third-line center role and playing in the role that he was originally uh, brought in to play, he has certainly gotten himself a lot more success. And when he's not being asked to play huge top six minutes and try to be that scoring finisher for Jack Hughes, you can see that Eric Halla has actually been a lot more valuable of late. And goals in back-to-back games certainly does help that. So the Devils have the one nothing lead. They continue to pressure Shesterkin. I, I definitely, I, I really loved that overall first period from the team. They did give up a penalty, uh, but they killed it off, no problem. And I really felt like the Devils were just ready to go when this game really got underway. Then, late in the period, Devils are on the power play, looking to try to double the lead. And just a little bit into the power play, Jack Hughes on the left side, Feeds it in the slot to Timo Meyer for the one-timer. And it looked like I think it might have hit off of somebody. Might have hit off a Ranger player. Nonetheless, it redirected past Shesterkin into the net. 
Timo Meyer with his 36th of the year. It's a power play goal in your face, Sam Rosen. And the Devils grab a 2-0 lead. And for Timo Meyer, as Bill Spaulding put it, in his first game as a Devil in the Hudson River rivalry, he makes the most of it with a big-time goal. And that's where things stood after 20. So it's 2-0 Devils after 20 minutes of play. That was a tremendous first 20 minutes of action. And the only hope that we could have in terms of the Devils' perspective is the hope that this team would continue this as the game progressed. Do not let up. Do not allow the Rangers to grab any sort of momentum and get back in this one and just try to get themselves a win that would be dominant. I think that was the hope. Both teams definitely traded chances in the second period. Uh, Devils had a huge power play, an opportunity to you know make it 3 nothing, but Shesterkin stood on his head like he does so many times, uh, and he kept the Devils only up by two. Then the Rangers got onto the power play, and they were looking to clear it, and they were about ready to clear it, and then it hit off of a Ranger player, bounced right in front of Vitek Vanacek, and then Chris Kreider was able to tap it into a semi-open side on his left side, and the Rangers are able to cut the deficit to one. It was just a, it was a really, really freaky goal. Um, you know, you can't blame anybody for that one. Devils were just trying to clear it out. And, you know, nine times out of 10, that puck gets cleared. It wasn't a bad clearing attempt by any means. It was just a bad bounce that eventually led to a Rangers goal. And so they cut the deficit to one. And that's where things were after 40. So not surprisingly, you knew going into the third period, it was going to be a low scoring game. It was pretty much going to be anybody's game. And the important thing for the Devils was to try to find a way to get another goal or two to really kind of put this one out of reach and not allow the Rangers to get themselves going. Uh, the Rangers definitely, I felt like, out of the three periods, the third was their best period. They really had a lot of really solid shots. But Vitek Vanacek, with one of his stronger games of late, was super, super tough in net really denying the Rangers of any sort of great opportunity to potentially score. And then we had that huge moment of the game with just seconds left. Artemi Panarin all alone on the left side rips a shot through the legs of VTech, and it's slowly rolling its way into the empty net. But Ryan Graves standing right behind VTech is able to clear the puck to the right corner just before Vladimir Tarasenko could tap it in. The Devils eventually cleared down the ice for an icing with 3.7 seconds to go. So there was one last faceoff. Rangers won it. Alexi Lafreniere actually was able to get a shot off that went wide of Vitek Vanacek into the left corner and the clock expired and the Devils hold on for a massive 2-1 to win over the New York Rangers. One of, if not the biggest win of the entire season, the Devils finished the season series with an impressive 3-0-1 record, taking seven out of a possible eight points from their Hudson River rivals. And that is so important, knowing that there's a very high chance that we are going to play this team in the playoffs. And yes, Obviously, once the playoffs start, none of this is going to matter. None of this in terms of how we did in the regular season, none of it's going to matter. At that point, it's just going to be about playing that team and beating them at that moment and not anything that happened before. But just for this team 
to be able to have such a successful, you know, season series against the Rangers, I think is massively important for the confidence of this still very young Devils team. Vitek Vanacek stopping 24 of the 25 Blue Shirts shots, also getting his 30th win of the season. And why that's so important and so impressive is because Vitek Vanacek becomes just the first goalie in franchise history other than the great Marty Berter to win 30 games in a season. And I think, one, that shows you, again, how great Martin Berter was in his entire career. But also it shows just how difficult it has been for a long time for this New Jersey Devils organization to have a goaltender at least have a season, you know, not similar to Marty's, but have as good of a season in terms of wins as what Marty did numerous times in his career. And so Vitek with his first 30 win season of his career, and he gets that big win number 30, massive W. And with that win, the Devils now move to a four point lead over the Rangers in the standings. And that was a really hard fought win, a playoff type win. It was a type of game that another learning lesson for the team, but regardless, they passed it with flying colors and got themselves a major win on home ice against the New York Rangers. Awesome win and some really good momentum going into this back-to-back on the weekend. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boasts all tournament long. So be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. And there's so many different really awesome games that are happening this upcoming Sweet 16. You have some underdog picks, particularly teams like Princeton and FAU. And even, despite Tom Izzo being the head coach, even Michigan State is a team that people are unsure about but could be primed to get major upsets moving forward. So, with all that going on, I have an offer for you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, speaking of the back-to-back on the weekend, we'll start with the game on Saturday night in the Windy City against the Chicago Blackhawks. First of a back-to-back, this would be the last back-to-back this season, thank God, because these back-to-backs over the last couple of weeks have been really, really brutal in terms of just, you know, the Devils just trying to find ways to get both wins and, and play good hockey and everything like that. Devils also looking to extend their second-place lead to five points since the Rangers the night before playing the second of a back-to-back lost in overtime to the Buffalo Sabres. Devils also looking for the season sweep of the Chicago Blackhawks, one of the few teams in the Central Division that the Devils have actually had success against. This was also a nationally televised game, so the Devils looking once again on the national stage to get themselves a good 
win. And uh, the Devils ended up going with Mackenzie Blackwood in this one. Just his second start since coming back from injury. It just sucks that every time Blackwood gets a start, regardless of what the situation is, I just have very little confidence. But that just goes to show you, again, the inconsistencies from number 29 over the last couple of years. Um, But in a game where the Devils definitely should win, and knowing that the Blackhawks are pretty much tanking to try to get Connor Bedard, uh, this was as good of of an opportunity as any for Blackwood to, you know, get himself a confidence boost win. Also, for the Blackhawks, Jonathan Tays finally returning to the lineup um, after, you know, just continuous battles with long COVID. I mean, if there's anybody in sports that has dealt with COVID uh, more and really struggled with it, it has been Jonathan Tays. I mean, it's really been unfortunate about it. And, uh, you know, there are speculations that he may retire at season's end. Uh, There's also speculation, even if he does play moving forward, that he probably won't be back in Chicago. So the Blackhawks may look completely different in terms of not having their two cornerstone pieces in Jonathan Tays and now Patrick Kane, who obviously is right now with the New York Rangers. But I'm sure for Blackhawks fans, it was great to just see their captain number 19 back in the lineup. Now, talking about the game itself, it's a weird game. It's a very weird game. Uh, I definitely felt like the Devils were very much the better team for several obvious reasons. And I think any Blackhawks fan would probably tell you that. Uh, Neither team could get anything in the first 20 minutes. So the action really started in the second period. And it really got started with Dougie Hamilton with an absolute blast off the night's feed from Jack Hughes. He goes bar down off the post and in, getting his 20th of the year. And he becomes the first Devils defenseman in franchise history to have 20 goals in a season. Dougie Hamilton continuing to have his best season of his career and really showcasing what happens with Dougie Hamilton when he's fully healthy. I mean, last year, you just got to call it like it is. He just was not healthy. So we never could really see the type of success that he could bring. Now that he's been playing all year healthy and and playing really good hockey, we're we're seeing what he's able to do. And the Devils grab the one nothing lead. Dougie obviously creating some history, and that is awesome. But the good feeling would only last about 86 seconds as Tyler Johnson was able to score, um, basically being semi-alone in the slot, feed from behind the net. Blackwood had no shot to get it, and the Blackhawks tied at one. And then with about six minutes to go in the period, the Hawks would take the lead on a right, on a reader goal. So at that point, you're saying Devils certainly are taking this one lightly, considering the opponent that they're playing. But the Devils, towards the end of this period, would wake up once again. Eric Halla with a goal in his third straight game, his 11th of the year, would tie it on a rebound after an impressive wraparound attempt from Timo Meyer. He scores and ties the game up at two. Like I mentioned, three-game goal streak for Eric Halla. So right now, he's been playing probably the best that he's played all season long. And then, with just about 90 seconds to go in the period, Jesper Boquist weaves his way through a defender and a half, holds onto the puck, waits, waits, and fires it far side, beating Alex Stalock, and the Devils grab the 3-2 to two lead. Jesper Boquist getting his ninth of the year, so he is one away from being another double-digit scorer on this team. And that third line of Eric Halla, Jesper Boquist, and Timo Meyer, or the TBH line as I like to call it, continues its impressive game as 
Boquist gets the goal, and the Devils have a 3-2 lead after two periods of play. And also, Jack Hughes did get an assist on the Boquist goal. And so with that assist, that gives him another multi-point game, his 30th multi-point game of the year. So Jack Hughes continuing to cap off what has been a phenomenal year for number 86. So we go into the third. Early on, though, Timo Meyer gets kind of rocked in the face on a hit from Seth Jones. He kind of goes down and is holding his face. But while he's doing that, the play is still going on. Ryan Graves gets the puck on the left side. He comes into the slot, goes backhand, top shelf, beating Alex Stalock to get his seventh of the year and to double the lead at two, making it four to two. And Timo Meyer, he was slow to get up, went to the bench, actually went back to the locker room for a couple of minutes, I think like two or three minutes, would eventually return and play the rest of the game. So, you know, it doesn't look like it was anything major. And Ryan Graves with seven goals on the year. Not bad for the big man. Uh, Andreas Anthony Cia, though, would cut the deficit again to one at the 9.03 mark. That made it 4-3. to three. But the Devils from that point on would refuse to allow the Blackhawks to tie it up. And we got a couple of more goals that started with the aforementioned Timo Meyer, who had already tried to score a wraparound goal earlier. He gets a wraparound attempt again and just gets it packed. Alex Stalock to score a beauty of a goal and once again give the Devils a two-goal lead. Timo Meyer with his 37th of the year. So he is now just three goals away from being the second 40-goal scorer on this Devils team. And again, that third line, the TBH line, finding a way to continue to have a phenomenal night. Dawson Mercer, who it feels like forever since he had that huge double-digit point gain streak uh, and also that long goal streak as well, he would get himself an empty net goal off a Nico Heischer assist, his 24th of the year, and that would be all she wrote as the Devils come away with a solid 6-3 win in Chicago over the Blackhawks. Two wins in a row for the New Jersey Devils. Good start to the first half of the back-to-back. Usually the Devils don't do that well on the first half of the back-to-back. When this one, they got the dub. And despite looking sloppy, the Devils did win, I would say, fairly easily. I mean, it's not great that you allowed the Blackhawks to score, you know, three goals. I definitely was not that impressed by Blackwood. I I don't think he really played all that particularly well. He ended up stopping 14 of the 17 shots that the Blackhawks shot on him. So, you know, he didn't have a big low, he didn't have a big amount of work. uh, But when he got, but when he had to make some saves, he definitely did. But overall, not the greatest game. But for Blackwood, that's two wins in two games since returning from injury. So despite him not playing all that great, he's played enough He's played well enough, excuse me, to um, to get himself a couple of wins. So that is good. He gets himself to 10 wins on the year. So in a year that has certainly been up and down, mostly down for Mackenzie Blackwood, I think for him to get the double digits and wins is important. He moves his record to 10-5-2 for the Devils. 27 wins on the road, so they continue to be the best team in the NHL when it turns to playing on the road. That's also win number 48. So they are now two wins away from reaching 50 wins in a season for just the second time in franchise history. They are three wins away from tying the franchise record and four away 
from breaking it. So they'll still have a chance to do that over these next couple of games. Uh, the Devils now won three of their last four. So starting to play better, which is good. And more importantly, they remain again one point behind Carolina for first place in the Metropolitan Division. And so finally here, guys, we shift to Sunday night's game against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I know you guys are going to want me to go quick through this, and I'll try to get through it as quickly as possible. Second game of a back-to-back, Devils reportedly got into Winnipeg at around 2 a.m., so clearly not a lot of time to really rest and get ready for this one. Looking for win, road win number 28, and looking to finish the season winning every single game that they played in Canada. They are facing a very desperate Winnipeg Jets team who is trying to you know, maintain a wildcard position and getting into the playoffs. I will say from puck drop, the Devils just look tired. And I think the combination of being tired from last night and also facing a very desperate team on the road, um, you know, it was just a recipe for what was arguably the worst game of the season for the Devils. And for it to take, for it, for it to be until game 77 for this team to have the worst game of the season is a positive. It's, it's pretty good. Um, obviously, like I mentioned before, you don't want to finish the season on a low note and not playing great hockey. There's still a handful of games left to go this year, you know, to turn things around. Uh, but obviously in this one just wasn't really that good. VTech really, really did not play at all, play well at all. I mean, Blackwood even came in and didn't do much of anything at that point. You could pretty much say that this was a game where it just wasn't going to happen. Just nothing was going to go right for the Devils. It was going to be all Winnipeg, and they rightfully deserved to win this one. Nikolai Ehlers um, got himself a couple of goals. Nino Niederreiter got one. Damon Severson with another classic Damon Severson moment where he ends up getting called for a penalty shot. Uh, Barron actually ends up burying it. It's 3 nothing Winnipeg. Connor made it 4 um, and that's where things were after 40 minutes. Blackwood came in to start the third. Pierre-Luc Dubois and Nikolai Ehlers got some goals. So Ehlers with two goals in this one. Uh, so it was six to nothing. And then with just 13 seconds to go, Nico Heischer is able to squeak one past Connor Hellebuck for his 31st of the year and prevents the Devils from being shut out as they and Toronto are still the only teams in the NHL yet to be shut out. So the Devils survived that for another game. Nico, obviously, you know, at least getting a goal. Uh, Lindy Ruff did say, though, at the end, it didn't even feel like we scored, so it felt like we got shut out. Uh, Jack Hughes actually got an assist, so another positive despite a horrible game overall. He now is at 90 points. He's six points away, or six or seven points away from Patrick Eliash's single-season record. So we'll see over these last five games, if he can reach it, he would have to go on a pretty hot, hot streak to get there. Uh, but overall, Devils lose this one. Six to one is the fi- final. And I think it's fair to say that this kind of game was bound to happen at some point. You'd rather it happen now than once you get into the playoffs. It was a sucky loss. I wasn't really angry about it. Just more or less disappointed. But I think when you look at the fact that the team was very tired, um, you know, it's the second of a back-to-back. Usually you do well in the second half of the back-to-back, but I guess they wanted to um, flip, uh, have roles reversed uh, for this one. Uh, what also really stinks about it is that the Rangers ended up winning earlier in the day and Carolina ended up winning earlier in the day as well. So the Rangers actually end up cutting the deficit 
uh, to three points behind us for second in the Metro, while we dropped to three points behind Carolina for first. Um, and with the loss, the Devils dropped to 48-21-8, still at 104 points. Uh, they do not finish the year undefeated in Canada, uh, but still a phenomenal year against Canadian teams uh, for this New Jersey Devils team. I will just tell you guys straight up, don't worry about this. Don't panic. No nothing. It's just a bad game. It's just a bad game. And yes, and yes, since the Devils shutout win against Carolina a couple weeks ago, the Devils have been playing below 500 hockey. Not great. I do believe that there is some amount of fatigue that is going on with this team. Um, and you're going to have games like this, especially taking on teams that are still trying to secure a playoff spot. And so when you look at the last couple of games, the majority of them are going to be against teams that are either fighting for a playoff spot or have already locked it up. The big game next Saturday against Boston is going to be huge. It's going to be on ABC. It's nationally televised game. It's going to be a big one, especially with the Bruins still having a chance to break the NHL's all-time wins record. Um, but I think when you look at this week, you have a chance to at least get two out of three games. You're taking on the Penguins on Tuesday, which is going to be tough because, again, the Penguins – trying to secure a wild card spot, fighting with the Islanders for those two spots and a couple of teams. Um, and they've been playing some really good hockey of late, despite Tristan Jari being injured and things like that. So, and, and again, the last time the Devils played the Penguins at home, it was that game that uh, had to go to overtime for the Devils to win it. It was a, it was a pretty boring game overall. Um, but the Devils will have, you know, Monday off, chance to rest a little bit and get ready for this one. And then on Thursday, they have the easiest of the three games. They take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'll be at that game with a good friend of mine um, for that one. And then, as I mentioned before, they will be in Boston against the Bruins um, on Saturday. So this could be, this is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be a really good week or a not so really good week for the Devils. Um, you know, depending. But again, more opportunities for this team to take on desperate teams, playoff teams, and try to obviously solidify their spot in the playoffs in terms of seeding. Um, it's possible that by the end of this week, we may know uh, where the Devils are going to finish and who they may end up playing. We only have one confirmed matchup. Once again, Leafs versus Lightning in the first round. Sure. Uh, Leafs fans are reacting accordingly to that one. Um, but in terms of the Devils, we still don't know. You know, it's still a possibility we could finish second, still a possibility we can finish third. And again, it is still possible that we could finish uh, in first place in the Metro. So there's still games that matter. There's still points to be had. There's still things to determine. And it's all about this team taking these last five games and really trying to play the best solid brand of New Jersey Devils hockey that this team can play. So yeah, not the best way to end the week, but nonetheless, a massive win against the Rangers, solid win overall against Chicago. You're going to have a bad game like you did against Winnipeg. What's important is that you bounce back. And if there's ever a team, especially this year, that knows how to bounce back from a, a tough or bad loss, it's this New Jersey Devils team.